0: Home to some of the most creative, intelligent, culturally diverse, and articulate people this country has to offer. Unfortunately, they were all busy, so we got stuck with this lot. Recorded live in Murphy's Pub on Brandon Pier. This is the Murphy's Podcast.
1: It's episode two of Yay. the Murphy's podcast. How's it going, right. lads? We made it. We came yeah. back.
0: Yay! How are you, lads?
1: How's it going? I am Tony. That is Fred and that is Gary. Hello. Good evening, good evening, good evening. And we're back again. We've decided to do it again.
2: And if you are listening in, uh, do have a pint with us. Oh, yeah. Unless you're Unless you driving on the road.
0: <laughs> have a cure or something yeah, like that. If you're driving, don't don't drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you get the opportunity to open a can... Pour a glass of wine, then join us for uh, an hour of smooth sound.
1: <laughs> you tell somebody to run a bath now, and it gets concerned today. Then no, you give me the horn. So to recap, last week, what did we find out? What was episode one? We found out that you were you the karate. Yeah, but you still didn't did know
2: what a, a ghee was. No, no. I found out since <laughs> I was telling my wife about it. Julie, and she says ghee is also named for butter. That's in Australia, Australia yeah, isn't it, or Australia. somewhere no, like that? No, uh, India. In, in India. India.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's clarified butter. They use it a lot in cooking. It'll be the equivalent of like Mediterranean people using olive oil, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. And we found out that you got sick all over guitar in, the, in front of a that's live audience. Yeah. That's great.
0: Oh, actually, there was one thing that we touched on last week. We mentioned the, the beautiful Mahariz, which is not far from here. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it's a particular type of uh, area that's been built up.
1: Tr- tr- when we're trying to figure out what yeah. a landslipper
0: was, was it so? It's stance? called. It's actually called a tombola. Oh, a tombola! Oh, Is yeah. that not
1: something you do a raffle with? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that not the thing you put the things into? That's where around. it came from. Because oh, right. the very first raffle oh, was in was castle, was
2: castle, and everywhere. that's why it's called oh, this day a yeah, tombola. Yeah, yeah.
1: So since then, what have you guys been up to?
2: Oh uh, well, uh, I got stranded in Tralee so thanks I, for that, I, Tony. I,
1: I found out that when you rang me begging yeah. for a lift. Yeah.
2: You see, where we live, I've some explaining to do there. I don't. It's not that I've got many friends here but I actually don't have many
0: friends around <laughs> here. I like, you know, no, don't have many friends in general. Exactly,
2: there's no one around. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, so when I was I was kind of in need of help to get back to to get back to my house from Tralee so I rang Tony last minute. Tony, where are you? He, I said please I need you to pick me up and he said okay and then he put the gun back in the jacket and then he uh, <laughs> got in the car and picked me up <laughs> right. yeah so I came and
1: collected him and we had an hour of uh, well it's not about 40 minutes driving back from Chile yeah trying not to talk because I didn't want to ruin the podcast for this week but we did talk about a couple of things yeah uh, and Fred is going to do a little bit of
2: music for us later what's it, what's it we're going to I wrote song? a new song and what is it I want, you see the thing is it's kind of a I'd, I'd like to call it a comedy song but if I say what it is already it's ruined so just <laughs> just accept the song for what it is
0: like that, does line. that mean it's comedy, or does it mean it's not comedy?
2: Well, it's not for me to say it's comedy or not. It's for I, it's I for bet the you response. one thing.
0: I, be, I bet it's not going to be funny anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that no, that attitude so will but, it be? But you were gigging.
2: You were you were in the UK the weekend. Doing I things? had a crazy time. I was uh, not crazy, like successfully crazy. Mm. More tragic. I was gigging in I was gigging in London, but there were big gigs to do. Like mm-hmm. they're like they're big established gigs. So I said I have to turn up to do these gigs. So that always helps I got I, to I got to, uh, I, got to uh, I got to Luton airport and uh, just when I arrived in, there was a train strike just happened there then train strike so I had to get on the bus and no nice bus nice yeah. and it was like oh everyone panicking and asking the guys questions and arguing and, and you know students crying and I was like I have to get to this gig there's two gigs I need mm-hmm. to be here for nine o'clock so I was in a queue, and it was a bit like that movie from the Killing Fields. Everyone trying to get out on fake passports, <laughs> you know. And then this—I'm this, I'm not proud of this, but I did it. And there's this lovely old man in front of me, all crazy, crazy stuff. He looked a bit like the old man in, in Squid Games, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> and uh, he actually did. He was the image of. Him. Obviously I was didn't say that, but I'm sure someone else added it to him. A- and, Asian, uh, Asian man. Asian, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, how did he? Uh, he s- what did he sound like? <laughs> he kind of sounded like.
1: Don't, don't, it's no, weird. No, no, no,
2: there's an no. Asian man with a with accent. How are you? How are you doing? I'm from a very specific part of uh, of uh, China, and uh, right. But the thing is, right. <laughs> so uh, he uh, he said to me with this other elderly lady, he went, just skip the queue. go on, skip it. You need to do your gig. Did kind you, of how do
1: they know you're going to a gig?
2: Because I was telling them ah, in the cheerless chat. He were, tells
0: everyone he's going to a fucking
2: <laughs> gig. Exactly, <yeah. laughs> how do you think
1: people find out?
2: There's <laughs> really a whole thing. audience, that's only yeah. people yeah. got it. Yeah. Just walks the, the, the streets be, telling everyone he's yeah. doing a gig. They happened somewhere. to be looking at my Instagram and they're like, oh yeah, that's me. And, uh, but I said, then they said, go on. And a weird kind of way, I kind of felt, I don't know if this is ego, they're like, "Come on, skip the queue and do your gig. Did they actually say those
1: words or did you think that? No, oh, no, they said they're that. They're implying that by They
2: said that, the, the elderly man said this, skip the queue, come on. Which elderly man? man? Where is he from? In front of me, from Asia. And, uh, <laughs> what did he sound like? Jesus, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, will you skip that queue, will you? You wouldn't believe what part of Asia I'm from. It's the, mi- <laughs> the is it's midlands. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> the midlands. It's, it's twin town with that boy. In <laughs> County Mead so that's where a lot of agricultural people from Asia come over, vice
0: versa. It's sad, uh, In fairness, I'm sorry to interrupt your story here, but it is sad that you can't mimic someone's accent and, like, without being accused of being Do racist. The funny
2: thing is, I think Chinese, for people. some reason, Chinese people get uncomfortable, but French is okay. French is okay. Germans okay. Yeah, but wh- like, yeah, but why is that? I don't know. So mm-hmm.
0: if, if if it's a Caucasian ethnicity, it's okay to mock their accent, but if it's a non-Caucasian ethnicity, it's not okay to mock their accent. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah.
2: Is is, is is that? Would I be correct in saying that? Well, if I I know I know being on stage. I know I've gone years ago now. Uh, I've I've I had to go through a warm up and do and go through the organizer all my material and I did an accent and like you can't do that one. I went okay, fine. And then I did, like, I did an American accent later on. You know what I mean? Like, was fu- totally It wasn't cool. even brought up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the, Yeah, so it's it's a fucking weird one,
2: like, isn't it? Yeah, so he went to me, this lovely old man. He goes, skip the queue, go on. And then in, in a weird kind of way, maybe I was kind of romanticized the mo- whole moment. He's like, you've got your whole life ahead of you. Go on. A <laughs> bit that's like that moment in Squid Games. That. Go on, I'm old. <laughs> go on, you go ahead. I don't know about this sir, but I did. I skipped the queue anyway, and I got on the, the National Express from, S- from Luton to London. So
1: did the old people get on the bus as well, or did you just I never, <laughs> I never seen him again. You took their i never seen him again. He did back twice like... You no. no you smiled gone. at me
2: and waved, Classic. knowing. I did the gigs, delighted. I then had to London Marathon the next day, so all the traffic was diverted. No,
1: well, I, 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 I was going to say, you did the London Marathon? Wow, that's impressive.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. What were you doing for it? No, uh, 1K is very specific for you. <laughs> 1K. <Yeah. laughs>
1: a slow walk. Yeah, it's the fish. I was just drinking yeah, the water.
2: Sponsored by McDonald's and KFC. Yeah. 1K. So you got upset by the, the traffic From the marathon Wasn't you Were That's it I had such an early flight So I went to Cork Because I had a gig The next day in Ballycotton That, that must have be so, been really uh, tough Trying to make it through London City like. But that's the thing I So I left Right after my gig Went straight to Stansted to, to, to get there early Before all this took off So I was kind of going On no sleep And uh, then I get to uh, Train strikes again Happened to me again Went to uh, Victoria Coach station And uh, they're all sold out And this lovely English guy Goes sorry mate We're all sold out Now listen to me mate if there's a space available, I'll try and get you in. Okay. Was he from, was he from um, Westmead as well? Yeah, he was very Westmead <laughs> of Westmead. Well, there you go. Just me doing an English accent. and It's okay, well, isn't yeah, it? Like
0: I tell you one thing, it's a good job we got a fucking voice actor. Because <laughs> it's just the same fucking voice for everything, mate. Mind you, I can do a Roy Keane accent. <laughs> go on. I it go. It's a
2: bit Asian. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way Roy Keane sounds. So that's me doing Roy Keane. It's not Asian. Look. What? are you're Roy Keane! Oh, 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 yeah. That's not, That's Roy Keane. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, isn't it? That's Roy Keane. I actually,
1: have no words. I don't. Know <gasps> I'm, I'm not getting. I'm not getting attached to this at all. Like. Yeah,
2: that's Roy Keane. There's
0: still a slight bit of racism attached to that. Anyway, no, it's not.
2: I'm doing Roy Keane. I'm doing
1: a Cork lad. Oh, oh right. Yeah. It's cor- yeah. No,
0: Cork isn't racist. You're, you're right. No, you're no, no.
2: After you
1: got through the marathon traffic, and what
2: happened? Oh yeah. So then I get to the. I'm on the. I'm on the train. Then I'm on the. I'm on the bus to Stansted and then I'm no sleep here so I'm going like 20 hours a week and then uh and, uh, I 20, get, hours <laughs> 20 hours a week?
0: 20 hours a I'm week I'm for 20 <laughs> hours Westmead <laughs> West accent. West accent. accent that's yeah. the accent again you, yeah. you, yeah. you work 20 hours a week and you are wrecked I was about I, to I, fucking I, launch into there you bollocks I think the only way to be
2: coherent is to do an Asian accent for you Gary because <laughs> you're not getting my actual accent <laughs> but anyway I get to Cork uh, first thing in the morning and it turns out on a the Sunday there's no buses to go to Ballycotton. there's no way of transporting so I have to ring a mate last minute and get a lift out there so I do a two hour gig on no sleep. I've been awake for twenty-five. I've been awake for twenty-five hours, and uh, I tell you, listen. I've never done cocaine, but I can understand why people do it. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> Just to get through that those two hours. And the gig went fine. The gig was good. Crack. I was almost. I was so exhausted that it opened up my head to other places. It must you know be I mean? delirious. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.
0: I got delirious. I'd be honest with you. I couldn't imagine like a scenario like that. Like it. It's one thing playing music, right? You're getting on stage and I'm not a solo artist, I'm not like standing on stage singing on my own I'm mm. playing as part of a band. So you feel like you like you've got a whole team of people around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can get sick into that guitar and won't even notice. <laughs> well, evidently. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got proof to show it. But but my point is you you have that kind of fucking support around you yeah but as, as a comedian going up on stage man you're, you're on your own like yeah. there's there's nowhere to hide there's mm. no instruments there's fuck all you're so oh, no i have an instrument
2: where was i oh yeah so i did the gig so then the next day my, my wife she's fine now but she was quite sick in house so i get to tralee uh oh yeah it turns out no buses leave ballycott in the cork as well like so i have to get a taxi to this place to get a bus to cork to get a bus to tralee and then i get to tralee and I can't get I can't get here to Brandon because as we said last week, this is quite a beautiful remote place. But you need to be driving. Yeah. And uh, so I rang this gentleman over here, Tony, and he picks me up and he brings me home. So thank you, Tony. Not hey, at all, That was fine. just today. No, that was y- two days ago. Two days days ago yeah. it? And I swear, Joe, I've been driving now six years, and uh, and I got so used to it. And. Ten years ago, eleven years ago, this is the shit that I was doing, waiting on buses and waiting on people to pick me uh, up, sitting it, on the passenger it, seat. Did it's, you mind it though? What
0: do you mean? Did you? I didn't,
2: again, mind, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind it uh, ten years ago, eleven years ago, because yeah. time was on my side. No one was waiting for me. You
0: know yeah, uh, it, 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 it's funny. I like I noticed myself, and I've got friends who are born and bred in the cities, and and whatever. Mm. And obviously, I'm living down here in kind of quite a rural part of uh, West Kerry. And so, like from the age of seventeen, I was driving. Yeah. Oh. Um. Because if I if you have to down if, here. If, yeah you just have to like it's yeah. otherwise you know you're you're just stuck at home. The public transport is pretty slim. We're all your mates yeah. driving at that age. I wouldn't I wouldn't say all of them, but yeah, most most of yeah. my mates would have been driving. You know, whereas I've got friends from the cities and their their kids are. They're in their mid-late 20s before they even... There's no panic or rushing it. But no. I, I'll tell you a good one. There's, there's, there's a, fe- a local man down here. I won't mention any names here now, but he's a great character. <laughs> <laughs> Fungi L. Dolphin. <laughs> there's a pal of mine down here and he's very well liked in the area. Very well-known character. and uh, But he didn't start driving till the age of 50. 50? Right? 50. He was 50 wow. before he drove. He just, to be honest about it, he's probably maybe a generation behind the rest of us in in the sense of the way he lives his life he's a very simple man mm-hmm. do a bit of work yeah. get a few bob
1: can i ask what what did he work at then what how can you again cuz he, only here like, in the cities and stuff i can understand you don't need to here it's so far from everything yeah well what suppose, did do, did yeah
0: but what what happens in like okay so in cities and big towns people tend to have a, a career choice or they go into a particular role and yeah. they, they follow that but like if if you live in a rural area from 100 years ago up to 15, 20 years ago fellas mm. just did odd jobs around them you had a fella in the in, in the village who he'd paint everyone's houses yeah, you you'd, you'd, you'd another fella who'd go around so you know what I think you, I know, I think you know, I know what you're talking about
1: well I know people in Clahan that are like that up the road yeah yeah. that they just they just go and they go foot somebody's turf yeah and, yeah, and yeah. they'll go paint a house absolutely and, yeah. and they could
0: be building a wall the yeah. next day they might be you know they could be up on a roof the following day Yeah, and that's that's life no. and, you know in rural Ireland you know um, obviously not currently Things <laughs> he's have not even fixing
2: the house. house he's just up in the roof going just ah it's just beautiful <laughs> up here isn't it <laughs> <laughs> this is my day off <laughs> shwaping <from> the leaves <laughs> off yeah
0: exactly Sweet day off I love to go up in this roof yeah yeah, like yeah. In the mountains and like look. <laughs> I know people kind of laugh at it like who wouldn't be used to country life and stuff and they kind of go ah fucking simpletons or whatever but I'm telling you one thing man some of the best storytellers songwriters yeah. poets mm-hmm. Creative people have come from from these rural areas because they've had to be creative to, to entertain you know, themselves, entertain kind of themselves yeah. and interfa- entertain the people. But that's around what them. I, I
1: was get, getting to with you on the bus all time. Because I lived in Leash for sixteen years uh, before I moved here, and oh, that's I used to that, use that's my. That's bad. That's and, but bad, I was totally. com- <laughs> Leash is a beautiful county. I, lo- I still love leash yeah, yeah. Uh, and I lived in Portleth just in the outskirts of it on the way out to Mellik. Uh, and I used to have to commute up to Dublin every day, go to the studio in Dublin. Yeah. And it I'd was... And it was early hours. Yeah, it was. Like, I was, I was getting... Like, I was about half five every day for... Like, I'm not home till late every evening. But because I had such a long commute, I used to write on the train as well. So, mm. like, I was writing poetry or short stories or films yeah. or TV shows or whatever on my commute. And it was just, it was a great time that I wouldn't have had because you're your maid sit still for an hour yeah. and you have nothing else. Like, a lot of people will watch TV shows or they'll text people or look on Facebook... But I always use it as an entertainment self myself on the like? bus.
2: I just after a lot after I've tried to work on a bus, but just I'm like, Buses are like, different. Trains are Oh yeah. 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 It's only after yeah. you've masturbated though, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I get on the bus, masturbating, and then three seconds later I'm like <laughs> fast I can't work. sleep. I'm yeah, too tired, I can't work.
1: Yeah. But it's uh it gives you I think that's what you get down the country, you get that time to to do nothing. Yeah. You know, that you're forced to do nothing. That's where creativity kind of steps into your life. And that's why so many good writers and artists and so far live down here. Because you've got that space, that freedom. Oh, 100%. Well, it's it Well, it,
0: it's hard. Like, look, I am I'm, I'm not a creative. Per- yes, I play music, but I'm not a creative person. Like mm-hmm. I always say, there's there's innovators and impersonators. Yeah, it's that. Like you know, and I don't know if that makes sense to you, but you've got people who actually pave the way, and then you have people who make a living out of following that path. You know, they're not they're not original or doing anything different, but people like that genre and they're able to f- slip into that lane if that makes sense but
1: everything i, like, I always kind of see creativity as that it's like everything is a handshake to something else so even if like like if i'm writing a script or if i'm doing something like that i'll sit down and i'll read about something completely different and that just sits in my brain somewhere and that will come out and again or else i listen to music and that'll come out through it as well so everything's creatively connected and once you get yourself into that kind of mindset Everything kind of touches off each other and becomes and ideas form and then all of a sudden that's what creativity is to me anyway.
0: And I think I I think I think people in general, like what are the borders to creativity? It can be as simplistic as you want it to be or it can be as complex as you want it Mm -hmm. to be. And everybody in their own little world is entitled to their own bit of creativity, as as insignificant as they might think it comes across. But even creativity it doesn't matter, if, and that, that's what makes yeah. Even if you're, life if you're, if you're working brand.
1: as an accountant, or if you're working as a like a, like a, what you think would be quite a structured job, there's there's still creativity to that. There's still you can you can still go in and take a different approach and figure out a way, and like, you figure out a style and your own yeah. style and everybody you're that's
0: creative robbing the fucking books and
2: <laughs> banking a load of the money <laughs> you for yourself yeah, yeah like a, a creative quantity survey look yeah. at this three pints to the right one <laughs> pint to the left look at that there are two pints now share the, share the beer
1: it does sound like a court appearance doesn't it It was, it was yeah. creative accountancy it wasn't it was accountancy. fraud it was creative accountancy can never be fucking yeah.
0: creative man unless, yeah. unless you're a fucking scam artist so mm. what did you do for the week so what did I do well yeah I went back to work where was I last week and I was doing a was I doing a gig what, what day are we? Today is Wednesday. This weekend coming up is my first weekend off in four months. I am complaining a little bit, <coughs> which I absolutely shouldn't be, but uh, yeah, it's just been a crazy summer, man. just been crazy. been working. I'm working Monday to Friday, I think, like we established last week. And then at the weekends, I, pl- I the play, gigs, play, 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 yeah. do my gigs and it's just been non-stop. And it's not like the actual work aspect of it for me is fine. Yeah. Do you know what kills me? Is the travelling the, dr- yeah. the the driving? Yeah, because you move around quite like, a lot. I, I drive think. a lot. Yeah. Like Monday to Friday, I'm doing the guts of you know anything between yeah. seven hundred and a thousand kilometers, and cool. then at the, and then on a Friday after work, I might be driving up to Belfast or Dublin or Did you
2: drive from here to Belfast. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. What? yeah, yeah, yeah. How long does
2: yeah. that? That's what seven. <coughs>
0: no, <coughs> no, hang on a second. I mentioned Belfast. I was there once this summer, but I'm just <laughs> using it as an example. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not up there Shut yeah. up about yeah.
2: it. Yeah. No, but, uh, <laughs>
0: no but fucking simply here you pricks
2: it it's all motorway once you get on to the m7 i hate the m7 yeah, like, yeah
0: but it's fucking boring as yeah. fuck man it's just like yeah. oh, give me, no, the, no, give no, me the, no, the towns no. every day yeah
2: i do love that
0: no but give me a personal driver that's what yeah. i want there's your
2: personal driver over there yeah, totally.
0: tony kiernan
1: I'm, I'm fred's new driver yeah
2: available for lifts spontaneous lifts
0: well, well, listen lads when this podcast hits it big time boys oh listen we're gonna have our we're we gonna share surfers. like we one each or
2: yeah, we'd be like the police back on tour. Like We've all fallen out, for the same time... We, I thought you <laughs> might
0: be in a squad car coming put in the oh, back. Yeah. <laughs> did I tell you... Uh, I think I might have touched it last week after the podcast, but I was telling you... So you mentioned the police and...
1: Because I did want to... Because I, I was a few drinks in after... Because we, we had the podcast last week. I'll go, wait, yeah. Admission time. I had three <laughs> pints before the podcast. I had three pints during the po- podcast and the whiskey. And then we stayed on for what? Two hours I'd say Three hours After the
2: podcast it I, was, went, I went home It was yeah, Eventually As my wife said to me Earlier on Friends you're tired You don't need to do this podcast I'll be okay I, That's <laughs> true <that's laughs> <fucking laughs> So but
1: you, It came out Like when we were talking Your friends would sting
0: Yeah well okay So friends is probably A bit of a stretch Okay friends is You know them Like yeah, you yeah, re- yeah, you yeah, him. yeah yeah Oh yeah no, I'm, I'm, Absolutely I've, No I've been in the company for, uh, Yeah quite a few times now At this stage just what one of those um, scenarios, lads? Was, look, I was in the right place at the right time, basically to cut, make a long story short. I was doing a gig in Dingle, and his personal assistant happened to be in the bar. Really enjoyed the gig. Got chatting to them afterwards. Became friendly, and a few months later got a text offer saying, "Would it be up for going over to do gig for Sting?" He throws a Christmas party every year over in his house, and it's called the Lake House. It's out, it's about an hour and a half outside London. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I've, i i I've. I've, I've been to Sting's house in London. I went over to New York and did a gig with him over there. And I spent I just spent a week with him in Tuscany in Italy. Wow. Yeah, it was, fucking, it was fucking amazing. It was amazing. What,
1: hey, is he, what's he like?
0: Is he sound? Yeah, he look, he's uh, extremely... He's actually quite introverted. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not a big, massive personality. He doesn't walk... Like, when he walks into a room, you know he's there. But he's not, like, in your face or trying no. to... He just keeps himself. And... He doesn't stand, like, too close to anyone around here. You
2: know? Oh, well, hey! hey huh? you <laughs> and what's the house like? The ho- which one, man? His house. Oh, in, well, okay, uh, so let's I, do New York then. Like, it's much, is no, it in New York No, City? no,
0: actually, in, in New York, I didn't, I didn't get to his house in New York, but in his house, the lake house outside London. Yeah, so I basically picked up at the airport and met the rest of the, the band, had a run through the set, grand, and then I got collected again and brought to the house and yeah up to these like big security gates two security guys in the door in the white suits the whole fucking shebang open the gates let us in walked in and um we're like literally only there for 24 hours so i was very (coughs) conscious of the fact that this is a once in a lifetime moment i'm gonna fucking just take it all in Mm. i'm not here to get langers drunk Mm. i just want to fucking enjoy every minute Mm. for what it is and uh, arrived in and ended up getting Langer's drunk and, <laughs> <laughs> and, <fucking laughs> and uh, had, like, great crack. Ended up singing. Basically, what, what happens is on the 23rd of December, Sting throws this massive Christmas party for all his, like, close friends and family.
2: I'll forever be depressed on the 23rd of December now, no matter where I am. Yeah. No one there's yeah. a massive party good on in either New York, London or Tuscany
0: So I felt worse because it's actually my dad's birthday. I felt like I should be at home celebrating my dad my... On his birthday, but like yeah. Bowlands on a fucking Wednesday night in December, <laughs> versus Sting's He's fucking ready. front room in outside London. Do you know what I mean? What music were you doing? Was it was it trad as well, or was it? Yeah, kind of yeah, trad stuff basically. Okay, so yeah, that's yeah. why that's why they brought you. Cause yeah, you're like, yeah, okay. yeah, more or less, more or less. Yeah, so. F- for anyone, there's no Sting is he's big into like world music and folk music from all around. He, record, the world.
2: he, he did record with the Chieftains. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it yeah, really? was a great '90s album. Yeah, 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 okay.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. You know, he's really, like he really appreciates kind of indigenous music from yeah. different parts of the world. You know. So yeah. Anyway, got over and got to the house and ended up singing Christmas carols with fucking Guy Ritchie inside in a room oh, where where <laughs> Sting had like a twenty-piece choir with a musical director directing it, and we're like singing. Come all the merry gentlemen, da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. and he's got a song like that from it, the 90s it's called Soul Cake. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah and that, that comes in the middle of it. It's a G minor tune and has yeah. this, it has this real weird rundown of. Uh, scale so we got sent this track before we got there because he said sting might come up and sing this with you wow i'm fucking man it broke our hearts trying to learn this fucking name, mm-hmm. man it's because uh, we share the same I- ideology whatever
2: about philosophy it's all about khrushchev
0: but just for listeners it sounds way better than that <laughs> <laughs> because like there's no way i could learn that no. <laughs> that's like i don't even know what that was in keys not a key <laughs> But it only dawned on me now, it's the same melody as God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen. That, that that melody comes into the middle of it, but it's not the whole melody that runs through the tune. It, it kind of breaks that and it goes back to its own melody. But um, but anyway, so yeah, learned all that. And so that was the first trip, but I, I have to say this, I've got a cracking story here. I don't know, should I save this for next week? Because I've been talking a lot. Go ahead, you can't leave us hanging. Right, so, did that gig. I kind of... Put it to bed, came back, it was a bit of a whirlwind. Wow, what an amazing 24 hours, got to hang out at Sting's house and meet all these celebrities, blah, 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 Forgot about it. Fast forward about 10 months, get a text, Gary, would you be up for going to New York for, for a weekend to do another gig for Sting? So I'm like, what a time <laughs> Yeah, fucking see uh, you at the airport. Yeah. yeah. So that was grand. Off I went with this. this and you go to the same lad, so you went with already? More or less, more or less, yeah. So anyway, that was grand. I said, yeah, of course I go. This, this trip now is for four days. So I rocked into New York, I, probably like yourselves, like many Irish people have been to New York many times. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really arsed about going and seeing stuff. I, just, I was happy to be there, you know. So I got there the day before and the rest of the, rest of the band weren't arriving in until the next day. So I got picked up at the airport, brought down to this really fucking fancy hotel in the middle of Manhattan, looking over Central Park with well, all the rest of it. So got got into the room, checked in everything by about four o'clock. Right, two options here. I can kinda go and take a stroll around or just go down and have a beer. Mm -hmm. I've been travelling all night now as well. I was a bit tired, but I said fuck it, I'll go down and have a pint and I'll have a few beers, bit of grub and I'll head up to bed. Good night's sleep, I'll be good for tomorrow. Anyway, I went down to the bar and there's a bar the bar counter, I'm not exaggerating, lads, it was fucking thirty meters long, like it was massive. There was probably forty to fifty bar stools along it, like no one sitting at the bar. And all the bar stools were, like, perfect order. Like, you could fucking run a tape measure along them. Do you know what I mean? It was that posh. And I pulled out a fucking bar bar stool set up at the bar order to drink. Drinking away, anyway. Get chatting to the guy behind the bar. Good cocktail guy. Sound skin, you know. So, anyway, a couple of hours passed by. I'm drinking a few beers, just talking shit to whoever's willing to listen. And uh, it's about 7 or 8 o'clock in the evening at this stage. Next thing is... I see this guy coming in over my right shoulder, and I look over, and this—he's it's, probably—I'm not exaggerating—six foot three, six foot four, handsome-looking black man, blinged out to fuck, got the cowboy hat on, big leather jacket, fucking chains hanging off his neck, big pair of shades on. It's Mister T. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with, a hat, oh, it's with a hat. With a hat. With a hat. And uh, whatever. At this stage, I'm fucking half bamboozled. Like I'm just when to talk to whoever. Anyway, your man pulls up, bearing in mind the length of this counter. I'm still the only guy sitting at the bar counter. Mm-hmm. He pulls up a chair right beside me and sits down. And there's a part of me that's kind of going, "This is a bit fucking weird." Like, you know what I mean? The size of the bar. Yeah. yeah. Like, right beside like, you. like, and he's after pulling up the seat right beside me. Like, it's like when you
1: go to a urinal in the bathroom and somebody comes in and stands beside you. Like, okay, yeah, it is it's a whole. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: the whole place is empty. Like, <laughs> why are you sitting there? So. uh... At the time I was smoking So I was sitting at the bar Making a Roly. Your man pulls in the chair Beside me Sits down And I finish my Roly, And I'm after ordering a beer And my beer's sitting up there And I turn around to him And I say Listen man Would you mind keeping an eye On my beer You know Doing the real Irish thing like. And uh, he goes Yeah no worries man So I fuck off Go out for a, for my smoke Come back into the bar And uh, i sitting there and I said oh, Thanks for that man Cheers nice one And I just turn around And said Sorry what's, what's your own name He says Oh my name's Gary And he puts out his hand we shake hands I said, that's gas, my name's Gary as well. All oh, right. I says, what do you do? He says, uh, I'm a musician. Oh, fuck off. I says, Jesus, gas, I said, I'm a musician as well. At this point now, your man's kind of going, hmm, whatever. I says, uh, what, what, what do you play? He says, I uh, play the guitar. I, I says, fuck offices. I said, I actually play the guitar as well. Right now, bear in mind, I'm like five foot eight wearing a denim jacket, big white fucking hitting me, smoking rollies, drinking pints of porter. And like, this is a fucking like, dude, like, and I'm, I'm aware of what I'm saying to him, sounds fucking bizarre, but I'm waiting for his reaction. And so, the, the last thing I says, yeah, I play guitar as well. And he's kind of looking at me going, all right, yeah, yeah. I says, where were you playing tonight? I just finished geeking Carnegie Hall. Oh, wow. Okay, big deal. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. holy fuck, okay, this guy is, is obviously, guy? obviously yeah. a big deal. However, don't forget, lads, I'd been brought over by Sting, and I was about to <laughs> do a gig the following night yeah. in Carnegie Hall. You're going to trump him, yeah. So I says to him, that's gas, is, I'm fucking playing there tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point now, he's just like, nah, nah fuck, this guy's a fucking weirdo. He's like. making it up now. <laughs> so at this point, I had no clue who he was, right? But I decided i of have to go for piss and do a bit of Googling. Before I left, I did ask him his full name. I said, look, I'm really sorry. I probably should know who you are. But I just want to ask, what, what, what's, your, what's, what's your full name? <laughs> who are you? He says, uh, oh, Gary Clark Jr. So I'm like, all right, nice one, man. Still didn't have a clue. Went off to the jacks, Googled Gary Clark Jr. Next thing you see, he's videos, man of Gary Clark Jr. Coming up, he's playing with Beyonce. There's like 100,000 people standing in front of him. Oh, wow. Proper big he, deal. He was, yeah, yeah, he was massive. Like, discovered by, by uh, Eric Clapton.
1: Wow. And Speaking uh, of proper big deals in the music world, uh, Fred, you said you wanted to play as uh, a piece Tony, don't you? You're too kind.
0: <laughs> well, in fairness, you're, you're amazing. Okay, you wanted to listen. play as... Geez, enough to ask you twice, yeah. Fred. Is there
2: a name for this track, or is it... It's called... I'll just sing it. The opening line is the title of the song. Good stuff. I'll I sing I mean. It's that, is that immediate. I'll just sing it. You're being a bit Pat Kenny here, Tony.
0: <laughs> and then so we I like, like, the joke <laughs> by giving too much information <laughs> at the start.
2: <laughs> okay, right, here we go. Go for it. Bumping into people from your hometown when you're on holidays—a surprise to the eyes. You don't know what to say. But if you seen the same guy in the queue of Supermax, you wouldn't give the bastard the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it's called—bumping into people from your hometown you. when you're on holidays. Can I
0: get a taco fries, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Popping into people from your hometown when you're on holidays, a surprise to the eyes, something that you can't believe. No way. But if you seen the same guy in your local pissing up against the Uranals, you'd hide in the cubicle and wait for the bastard to leave. Oh yeah, you're like, oh my God, how long is he pissing? All those Jaeger bombs that I'm missing. How much piss does he have in the tank? More than three shakes, and they say it's a wank. You know, yeah. <laughs> this is a comedy song, by the way. I, I, I <laughs> might reiterate Beautiful. that. Thanks. Okay, nearly done. <laughs> nice chords, though. It's nice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what a compliment for a comedy song. Nice chords. Yeah. Nice chords. Oh, thanks. Thanks. No, you're.
0: Okay. In
2: other words, your words are shit. I stole the chords. I stole the chords. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you yeah. should have stole was- the words. <laughs>
2: Person. I was at a stag in Munich at an Oktoberfest and that moment when my lager had been carried. I turned around to see one of my greatest friends Peter Best only to realize of course he's the guy he's getting married that's how drunk I was I forgot why I was there I forgot it's like a the only time I've been that drunk before is when I was at, is when I was at a wedding and I got a phone call at eight o'clock in the morning. Going, sorry, when are you, when are you, when are you checking out? And I was like, sorry, I haven't even checked in yet. Who is this person? How did you get my number? <laughs> I report
0: you to the guards. So. I'm too busy throwing TVs out of the window. <laughs> there you
2: go. Thank you.
1: Cheers. Well done. Beautiful. 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 Bill. So, as a musician, was that
2: was that up to par? Oh, sorry, are you talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the only place for Sting. Yeah, well, you know. So, uh, I, listen. The reality is, like, you get asked to play for Sting. I'm Sting at the house parties. I'm not even invited to.
0: Recorded live in Murphy's Pub on the Dingle Peninsula. This is the Murphy's Podcast.
1: Last week, as well, when we were at the bar after we finished recording. I ran away because I didn't want to listen to a story because I wanted you to save it you told you you've heard it uh, yeah and yeah. this is this a tr- is this a true story before we get into it is this what do you think is a true account or is this somebody mad person which story are you talking about oh, yeah. this is the story
0: of aliens. Yeah. All oh, right, Kerry. okay, thank God for that. So, what, what happened? What, what's, what's that about? So, first of all, I want to explain this. This isn't a first hand story. This did not happen to me. I just really need to clarify that. So, mm-hmm. I'm not claiming 100% this happened. But what I will say is this the person from whom I'm, I heard the story from is a very, very good friend of mine. I've known this man for 75% of my life. And as long as I've known him in that time, he is... I don't think I've ever heard him tell a lie or tell a bullshit story. So that's what leads me to believe that everything he has told me is true. Mm-hmm. Is that fair enough? That's no. fair. does absolutely. Okay. So going from there, this guy was probably, I think, maybe 10 or 11 at the time when this experience happened to him. Okay, and what age would he roughly be now? Like, is like this... Just- Yeah, you're talking maybe (laughs) 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 13! About a year ago. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Well, if he was ten or eleven, it was he was probably around early nineties.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. So
0: nineteen ninety one maybe. Yeah,
2: this is summer ninety one. Brian Adams, everything I did for you was 16 weeks <laughs> in the charts, number one. I so friend. all you he could hear when this happened was, look into my eyes. Anyway, just giving you a bit of feeling for the moment where it was. Incredible. I
0: actually I actually genuinely got my first shift to that song with <laughs> a <laughs> Honest to God. I'm not even joking.
2: What age were you? I was 11. You got your first shift at 11? Yeah, a,
0: a girl called Linda from Antrim. Jesus. I'll never in my life forget her. What? Why, yeah. yeah, that's, that's what it would have been. Insta- that's so no like easy, yeah. If
2: someone said to me when I was 11, would you shift me? I would have picked her up and place her somewhere else. <laughs> 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 that's how innocent I would. I oh can't believe
1: that. Someone fucking so her when when we, I'm not hijacking you, sorry. What age was your first shift? And for anybody that doesn't understand what shift Maybe is. Maybe I was. It's the first Maybe time yes. you kissed a girl Kiss. properly.
2: 13. Yeah. 13, 14, yeah. Okay, that's not too... Mm. too f- I really liked her. Sure. I wanted to wait. I <laughs> didn't want to there rush anything. There
0: was a big old gap. There was a big old gap there then until he met Julie, wasn't there, Fred? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't kissed anyone again for another, t- I don't know, twenty-five years.
1: <laughs> so this guy was eleven years of age and lived in the Maharees as well with or, or Castle Gregory. Uh, movies, it?
0: I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Castle Gregory. Look, okay. look, uh, He's but it's really
1: it milking getting into the story, okay. isn't it? Yeah, it's
0: a great story, Castle really But 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 in this day and age, like there's so much more. Like material and content coming out about this whole uh, subject that yeah. it's not as weird as it used to be yeah. anyway okay so go back to this guy's story <laughs> people in Kerry going the Healy Ray is no more than there is than they're telling us <laughs> there's nothing worse than seeing a big UFO <laughs> hovering over your head and on the side of it a big sticker saying <laughs> Heli Ray Plantire <laughs> vote number one do you know what I mean like, yeah. anyway so his story goes like something like this I can't describe... It's so fucked up, I can't even describe it too much detail because I give away who he is. But anyway, he was passing through the village one night, coming home from a shop, on his bicycle. And he was cycling up. There's a, a one road in the village. is a, bit, a little bit of a slant in it. He was cycling up. And whatever way he looked up, o- over his head. He swears on his life and his mother's life and his father's life and everyone he's known before him's lives that he saw what he can only describe as... A UFO. Okay. Which was, he said, the way he described it to me, he said, if he could pick up a stone and throw it, he would have been able to hit it. That's how close it was to him. And he said, as far as I could see, it took up most of the of his eye line of the of the wow. sky, but he could still see bits of the sky. So he spent. Now I've asked him. I've I've asked him this in detail. I said, how how long do you reckon you were standing there looking at this thing? Like he said, I'd be honest with you, Gary. I couldn't tell you. He said it could have been an hour. It could have been ten seconds. I don't know. He said. Did he describe what it looked like? Yeah, he said it was metallic. He said there was blue lights flashing off it. I believe him. I believe him. Do you believe in aliens, though? I, I think it's naive of us not to, like... But I will say this. whether you believe his story or not is one thing. But I believe him when he tells me because mm-hmm. I know him so well. Yeah, I know sure. what be, like you I, believe saying. He believes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, absolutely. He saw something that night that yeah. he can't explain. And I believe him. I, yeah. I do believe him. Yeah. But you believe in
1: aliens, though, and the whole UFO thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, for, for us to think that considering the size of the galaxies and universes and everything that's out there, yeah, absolutely. For us to think that we're, we're an ant colony. That's what we are. I love scientific facts yeah. that
1: make me feel insignificant. And I heard something there last week which I love, which is if you took the Earth and you shrunk it down to the same size as a snooker ball, it would be smoother than any snooker ball ever made. But when you think about how, how deep the oceans are, like the deepest part of the ocean yeah. is about 14 and a half miles deep. Everest is five and a half miles tall. And you've got oceans and valleys. and. But that would be, be, when you shrink it down to that size... They we are so insignificant, in, in volume, like the, the earth is what seven and a half thousand miles wide. So when but you actually, we're we're only like a, a very tip of the crust. We're dust on top of a snowball. But, boat. Like, but, but it. hang on a second, look, look, incredible.
0: Look, even simple things like look how old the earth actually is, mm. and look at the little micro window that we look at history through. Thinking that we know it all. Like. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's nothing. It's fucking nothing on the scale of things. But that's what that's what we know is like one grain of sand on fucking Brandon Bay, like. I take great solace in that because when you think of like as, as us
1: being that insignificant, and then, then you think you might have a problem, or you might think, oh crap, I haven't got that gig, or I'm not, I'm, have, I'm not a successful thing, and then you go,
2: I haven't a dap, but I, I get where you're coming from. Right? <laughs> yeah, obviously you
1: haven't, but uh, it makes me feel that our daily stuff yeah. that we think is so fucking harsh and so hard to deal with it means nothing it's not to why, why I often worry feel, about it I
2: will come my epitaph is going to be thanks for the gig life that's it life is because I'm so lucky I often think do you know like like survival of the fittest and like in a bi- biological way like I was the fastest sperm like I was, <laughs> how lazy were the rest like didn't even know what was going <laughs> if I survived it's if I'm the p- last out of p- millions who p- survived
0: it's an awful pity you didn't develop beyond that <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everything's prosthetics. I just go like this. If you took my arms away, I'm just a wiggling I'm a wiggling sperm.
0: At the end of the day, you, you kind of have to remember this, right? And it's very easy for the likes of us to forget this. We get to live in a nice warm home, mm-hmm. go to work, pay our bills, and go out and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to kind of forget about your standing and, and, and where you are. And and the reason I'm saying that is that, it, it you know kind of if, 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 you, if you're able to stop and think about that then it kind of makes you realise well actually I can appreciate what I do have much more um, and some, obviously some people don't do that you just people take things for granted all the time we but, all do it we're all guilty of it absolutely but I suppose even the likes of just meeting up here and being able to have a few pints and have the privilege of, of yeah. putting this together is um it's is a pretty special. At the same place time though,
1: I am like although I'm massively grateful for what I have, yeah. one thing that gets me I, I really dislike it at the minute is we, we all know about toxic masculinity. And the idea that you yeah. can't like the way I know some guys are that have got toxic masculinity and they're pricks. And it's just oh. it, it's not acceptable by any stretch. But the thing that gets me at the minute is toxic positivity. Yeah. The fact that you, you have to be Happy all the time, but you have to be perceived as being happy, yeah. and it's the Instagram hashtag living my best life yeah. kind of thing. Like hashtag fuck off, would you? Yeah, it just it's okay to be have a meh day, but yeah. like just you can just yeah. it's frowned upon on all social media. First thing you say when you see somebody, you go, "So how are you getting on?" And if they go, oh, that's fucking "Grand," which you're all right? Yeah. It's okay to be just grand. You the, don't have to be. Yeah, but happy, the, happy.
0: The, the ironic thing is, Tony, that social media has driven that that kind of um, persona and that that expectation of people are supposed to be living a, a certain way in a certain life and should we all know it's absolute bullshit I mean look do we though like, uh, I we, we, no no we, we we do man because look I've got friends and no different to yourself Tony or yourself Fred you know I've got successful friends and I've got friends who aren't so successful but, but, but do you know what I mean at, at the end of the day it, 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 it's all bullshit, like... Yeah. It's all bullshit. I, like, the things that make me happy, and we kind of touched on this last week, I, I think, Fred, when you were asking about, is it taboo to get a buzz off a pint, or what are your mm-hmm. most happiest memories, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, my most happiest memories are hanging out with my friends, or yeah. the likes of meeting up with you guys, having a few fucking random pints, having shit talk, and just having a good fucking time yeah. taking your mind off all the mundane shit because like if you think back what what are your mem- happiest memories in life and this obviously won't count to everybody I totally get that but for me it was when I was a kid mm-hmm. as an adult now looking back on my life I remember back to my days when my family were together living in Dublin in the, in, in the 80s and hanging out with my friends out in the park and going home and watching Back to the Future and like it's the simple things in life that make people happy man and anyone who pretends otherwise is full of fucking full of shit I remember one one time
2: in St. Patrick's Cathedral my mate and I we went to Louis Burdock's got food and we ate it there in the park and there was a guy there was was a lovely sunny day and uh, for a second now I was wrong in thinking this but at the time there was two seats down there was kind of a homeless guy and he looked wrecked and he he had a brown paper bag maybe a bottle of vodka but then in between him and me there's a busker playing the water but he's holding the moon and uh, I love that song anyway but he 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 kind of came and he was just he was just dancing along he loved it he was so happy yeah I was looking at him going that's where I want to be I want to feel like him I want to be there it's almost like he cut the middle man yeah he yeah. cut the middleman of work and, and responsibility, and just went. I'm just going to go straight. Now, obviously, it's not like that. But I used to uh, again.
1: Remember, I said I, I commuted quite a lot for a long time. I, this is and this is the weirdest thing. Well, I used to walk from Houston Station, and uh, my studios are up on Upper Main Street. And I used to walk. It's about thirty-five minute or forty-minute walk every morning to it. And I'd be walking through just past Guinness. And yeah. it was kind of um, all these uh, old Georgian houses, and it'd be freezing cold and middle of winter, pissing rain, freezing cold, shuffling along. And downstairs in one of those Georgian houses was being used as a squat by drug addicts. Yeah. And I used to look in the window when I was going past at that time in the morning, and there was always a little warm glow coming out of it. And I always just think, geez, that looks really cozy. Yeah.
2: You
1: know, I'd love to just go and have a little nap.
2: Mm.
1: You know, and that's the thing, that's the perception of other people's lives, all of it, that, that little snapshot, but it just felt and looked. So it, it was almost like homely. Christmas card, homely, picturesque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously the reality of it though, when you actually step back, you go, well wow, that's the, the actual reality to it is so unbelievable exactly
2: that, exactly my when interpretation we were, was so different when we were kids when I was teenager and I was in school in Cavan, and every second week the choir would go over across the roads in Cavan, and we go out to St. Phelan's old home old folk home, old folks home, home. Yeah, yeah, old folks yeah. home. and uh, so we go from bed to bed having chats and we were delighted because we, we didn't have to study you know we we're getting out of the place <laughs> and we'd be like, like they'd be giving us cigarettes and shit you know what I mean and like and they wouldn't no. tell don't tell us to your priest down here take some so we bring back cigarettes and stuff and, and I'd be sitting down uh, sitting down with a guy. these guys watching you watch be watching Coronation Street or whatever it's on to yeah. have six uh, evening and you'd be drinking coffee and biscuits and stuff I'm like this is <laughs> yeah, savage this, this is the life for me can, yeah, but part of me did feel like yeah. this is you know with the junior shirt uh, ahead and stuff and pressure and stuff and going man I could sit here any day <laughs> of the week and uh, just watch TV and then have sweets
1: <laughs> right I think we call it a night and that's it um, we will be back when we're back. No, See you guys.
0: Good luck. <laughs>